This is a Suno India production and you're listening to the Suno India show. Nestled in the lush green fields of the Kaveri Delta in Tamil Nadu, there are families of an unusual kind. Comprising only women, these families came together at some of the weakest moments in their lives while battling mental health illnesses, grief, homelessness, or worse. Two sisters, Jacqueline Janaki and Amelie Margaret, who hail from the remote village of Kovandakuruchi in the Tiruchi district, are the glue that holds this 44-member family together. The members live in nine different homes in and around the village, far away from the traumatic conditions that many of them left behind. இதுல வந்து இருக்கிறவங்க எல்லா விதமான கஷ்டம் பாலியல் பிரச்சனை இல்ல எல்லாம் பாயிடுவேன் by buying food and medicines on account of their poverty so there are people from many different backgrounds living here nalla maathra vaangi ivunga veetla vachu moonu nera saapadu kodutu ivunga paakkara alavukku vasadhi illada varuma kaaranam adhu ella vidhamaana idume kalandavanga inga irukanga this is amali one of the two sisters who started a program called home again in the village with the support of the banyan a chennai based ngo having suffered from mental ailments themselves the sisters found their calling in helping out others in need since its launch in 2015 with just one home the initiative has expanded to take in as many as 44 women across nine homes under its wing and fast forward to 2021 home again was even recognized by the world health organization how did jacqueline and amali who belong to a nondescript village in tamil nadu become a driver of change in their communities and what are the challenges people with mental illnesses face in rural areas hi i am hari prasad radhakrishnan reporting for this episode of the suno india show i visited kovandakuruchi a village in the tiruchi district of tamil nadu where jacqueline and amali live to listen to their life stories and understand the intriguing model of home again the homes look like any other in the village the women who are being taken care of perform chores like in any other household while a few staffers have been engaged to help the women in these homes the women take it upon themselves to do most of the work when i went there i saw women cooking together some were kneading dough some were cutting vegetables while a few kept to themselves and this no frills approach seems to work very well for the residents i met kala who had been abandoned by her family em pe kala I am Kala from Vandavasi. My husband abandoned me and that led to mental health problems. I worked at a shop and did not even have adequate food. After that, the NGO took care of me. Here I feel like I'm family and not like I am at a shelter home. This is a conscious effort to make the women here comfortable like they are living in their homes with family 
and not a shelter home. Research has shown that women are more likely than men to suffer from depression, anxiety, and psychological distress. The way women are treated has a lot to do with this. Gender discrimination, domestic violence, and sexual abuse, and such other severe life events can cause mental health problems in women. Such life events cause a sense of loss, inferiority, humiliation, or entrapment. Rashi, Director of Communications and Strategy at the Alternative Story, a mental health organization that provides counseling services, says that a range of sociological factors make women more vulnerable to mental health illnesses. One of the things that mental health gets affected is by the sociology or the social standing where you are. So in that way, women seem to be particularly vulnerable because they have uh, and there's a lot of violence that they go through. There's a lot of discrimination that they go through. And just because of that, they're particularly vulnerable. Their mental health is particularly vulnerable. Jacqueline knows how certain life events peculiar to women can spiral life out of control. She got married when she was just 17 years old. She struggled with intimacy with her husband. And within a year of her marriage, she got pregnant. Pregnancy was hard for her, both physically and mentally. When her baby was born, she was suffering from postpartum depression. The death of her baby within a month unraveled her completely. She started showing signs of bipolar disorder. You can go with the car only ads from any. I have been hit. Even Amali's husband has beaten me. He scolded me. They have done everything. I used to be locked up in the room and they used to go to their village. And after the locals opened the door sometimes, I would sometimes go to the neighboring villages. I have never gone too far. I have tried to board a train a couple of times, but that's all. I don't know if it's the local who told them that I strayed too far. But my relatives used to lock me up. My aunt and friends used to send me food. And they would occasionally check on me. But they would talk to me from outside the door. They would leave the food and water outside the door, but not open the door. The misfortune was not over. Soon, her father died of a snake bite and her mother, who had a history of cancer, also breathed her last. She was drowning in grief when her aunt came to her rescue. I left for Chennai to invite my aunt for Kalarai Tiruvula or Cemetery Festival. I only had 300 rupees in my hand when I took the train for Chennai. I spent that on autos. Bus rides didn't cost much. But I could not find my aunt's address and was struggling. At the time, four people took me in their car and dropped me off at Banyan. 
ஸ்ட்ரீட் போய் பேனியனில் விட்டாங்க பேனியனில் விட்டு அங்கே வந்து நான் நர்ஸு Over the next few months, Jacqueline slowly recovered. She trained to become an auxiliary nurse. Soon, Amelie, who had presumed her sister dead, was surprised to see her sister in her village one day. The joy of the reunion was brief as Amelie was dealing with problems of her own. When her first husband passed away, her in-laws started treating her badly. அக்கா அப்புறம் உயிரோட இருக்காங்கன்னு தெரிஞ்சோன்னா அக்கா அங்கேயே போயிருந்து வந்தா கஷ்டம் திருப்பி எனக்கு இங்க விட்டுட்டு போறேன் எங்க அக்கா அங்கதான் இருக்கணும்னு சொன்னாங்க நான் எங்க ஊர்லதான் இருக்கணும் என்னை விட்டு போன்னு சொன்னாங்க நான் தான் வேண்டாம் திரும்ப அக்காவுக்கு நான் நிறைய டைம் பாத்துருக்கேன் மை சிஸ்டர் இன்சிஸ்டட் ஆன் ஸ்டேயிங் இன் தி வில்லேஜ் பட் ஐ சென்ட் ஹர் பேக் டு பேனியன் ஐ ஹேவ் சீன் ஹர் சஃபர் ஹியர் ஃபார் இயர்ஸ் ஐ யூஸ் டு கோ மீட் ஹர் ஒகேஷனலி ஃபார் தி நெக்ஸ்ட் 2 3 இயர்ஸ் After facing abuse in my family, I also faced mental health issues. My mother-in-law treated me badly. She treated me like a servant. She wouldn't even give me enough food to eat. And later, my husband also died. That was when I decided to go to Banyan. But I have no memory of how I reached Banyan. People said I came there on my own, but I don't remember it. Only after 8 or 9 months, I realized that I had reached the place. society. and thus home again was born the initiative was started with the goal to provide a home like environment unconditionally for women who faced mental ailments and other problems the challenge initially was to find a place to house these women the people in the village were not so welcoming them because amali we started off with one house and five people but nobody was willing to rent it out to us we told them that we will make payments on time but they said the money is not the problem they asked us what if these people with mental illnesses get into trouble with the locals it took a great deal of convincing before we managed to rent these places it is a common notion fueled by years of misinformation and media representation that people with mental ailments are violent and uncontrollable now after years of operating in the village they have found greater trust within the community jacqueline and namely themselves have found greater acceptance munna punna theriyadavanga ottunga kall eduthittu adikku varuvaanga ottunga cheepom vaanga or edathula ukkaru vidamaatanga earlier strangers used to chase me with stones they would say chee go away When I was in the government mental hospital, I could not sit outside without people taunting me. Now everybody takes care of me, very well actually. 
earlier people were even afraid to talk to me even people who did not treat me well earlier are now polite nallapadiya mariyada kudu pesra amma many of these women as i said have been abandoned by their families and rendered homeless it is this sense of utter helplessness that also results in mental health issues home again is unlike other mental health programs that discharge people once they are better in this initiative women can stay as long as they want to and have greater control of their lives the program allows these women to have autonomy in their lives as well as provide a family like environment in a who report titled guidance on community mental health services home again has been identified as a good practice service that promotes rights and recovery the report hailed the model for its commitment to non coercive practices community inclusion recovery approach among others for instance seclusion and restraint are not used and the program promotes the inclusion of people with psychosocial disabilities into the wider community and people with lived experiences are involved across the board the report noted javits j rajendran associate director partnerships and communication at the banyan explains how the home again model developed over the past 30 years i think the banyan has faced many challenges most of which has been families not being in a position to welcome clients who have been on the streets of clients who have had uh, mental many reasons of course one uh, predominantly the uh, group the cohort that we work with have been women and sometimes there is hesitancy from uh, the families and to accept the women back i think many factors lead into them not being able to get continued care or sustained care over a period of time that i think uh, was the foundation to creating the second model which is the home again model uh, in simple terms it is a, a housing model but uh, the idea was not to create a halfway home you know a temporary home rather than to create a home which meant that there would be stability for them and permanence in the associations that they were form- forming so that it would lead to greater uh, ability uh, or greater access to their own recovery home again provides a model for women with mental illnesses as they are less likely to be taken back to their families rashi speaks about her experience with women who are institutionalized for their mental health so there's an organization in bombay called nastar asha which works with people from the thani mental hospitals and uh, one of the things that they notice through their work is that women have been in the hospital for 20 years without anybody picking them up uh, you need a guardian to pick you up uh, to get discharged from the mental health uh, facility and nobody has picked them up mainly because they are women and they are easily replaceable in the family structure whereas men even if they are highly symptomatic they have a lot of mental health issues they get first either they don't they never taken out of their family system in itself they are kept within the family system second if they do go to a hospital etc they are picked up the moment that that uh, they become asymptomatic because having a son having a male child in the house is considered something that's prestigious that is important but having a woman whether it's a wife or a daughter etc is not a matter of privilege so 
they are easily replaceable or dispensable. So that is one thing that is there. The other thing is that women just uh, are more precariously placed in society. There is a lot, there's a lot of vulnerability that they experience. All these vulnerabilities kind of uh, play on your mental health as well. Javed says that the home again model is now being expanded to 10 states across India. Recently, a children's comic on Jacqueline and Amelie was released to spread awareness about the importance of mental health among children. The story of Jacqueline and Amelie could have been very different had it not been for the right intervention at the right time. Many, especially in rural areas, failed to find a helping hand through their tough times. And as a result, their mental illnesses get worse over time. Javits points out that a number of people in rural areas are forced to choose between earning their next meal and getting help for their mental health issues. Clearly, there is a need to make mental health care accessible to all, but it is not going to be easy. Palab Kumar Maulik, Director of Research at the George Institute of Global Health, who has done research on improving mental health care in rural areas, says that integrating mental health care with primary health care is vital. If you're looking at community-based support services for mental health care, in India per se, forget uh, rural areas, is abyssinal. Okay. And there is almost nothing. So the only support, the only good thing that we have going for us in India is that we have uh, families which provide that kind of support. Uh, where families are not available, there is practically nothing. A person has to fend for himself, whether it be rural, urban, tribal, whichever area you are talking about. So if you are talking about rural areas specifically, it uh, again, I think there is a little bit of uh, blessing in disguise in the forms that uh, the rural communities are I believe a little bit more integrated. So even where say families are not available, there may be neighbors who will pitch in and help you out. And through the primary healthcare centers, there is very little support provided. Um, in most of the states, maybe in some states they are doing a better job, but in most states it's very poor. The recommendations of the WHO's Mental Health Gap Action Program or MH Gap have a long way to go before being implemented fully across the country. The program has an intervention guide for mental, neurological, and substance use disorders in non-specialized healthcare settings. The National Mental Health Policy uh, Program, the Mental Health Policy, and now the New Mental Health Act, they all uh, talk about integrating uh, mental health into primary care. The deficiency is in the implementation of those policies and programs on the ground and how much resources are you putting. You can't be wishful and think that everything will happen on a pickaxe. You have to uh, pay for services to put those services on the ground. By paying, I mean the government needs to pay for those services to be available. So I think the government needs to put, put some thought into the amount of money that they are putting into mental health care because uh, if you read the literature for every dollar spent on uh, mental health, the return on investment is almost two to three times. 
And if you add a slightly broader definition, it goes into five to six types. So I think uh, that's absolutely essential, uh, the financing part. And second, the government will part to actually implement the existing policies. They are already there. So you need to implement them on the ground. And the third element is to monitor what you have done. Uh, because uh, when you are spending that amount of money, you also need to monitor the outputs that come out of it. So, and monitor them in a scientific way, not in just a wish-washy way. So uh, if you have all of those three elements together, I think things can be done. As the government is the only agency that has a wherewithal to reach every person in the most remote corners of the country, the will to walk the talk will be crucial to make mental health care accessible to all, especially in rural areas. And until then, people like Jacqueline and Amelie keep the hope alive. Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.